0: I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. Right. And so like thats I'm glad you brought that up because I had an interaction. I think it was a YouTube comment. It might have been someone on Twitter yesterday where they were like, you can't unleverage the quarterback, basically. Where it was like, you know, every, qu- every system is quarterback-centric. Like, you eventually have to play NFL quarterback. And I was like, yes, but there are ways to make it easier. And I, of course, used a Kyle example because I think it's the best one in the league right now is like, how do you take the guy who was Mr. Irrelevant and make him into an MVP candidate? And the answer is not like, he doesn't actually do anything. It's Kyle understands that Brock Purdy is extremely smart. And that's why he wanted him, by the way, in the draft. It wasn't an accident they drafted him. And so they put a ton on him mentally. Lots of formations, lots of motions. There's all these different personnel groupings. It's like, hey man, you're gonna have to study your ass off. But after the ball snapped, it's gonna be easy for you. Because we're gonna use all this stuff to make it easier physically, even though there is a ton to do mentally. And I feel like that's the, the, the area where this system and the way it's designed. And by the way, there's also personnel discussions to be had here in terms of, it you know, the way that the Eagles have made things easier for Jalen Hurts over the last couple of years is their offensive line is incredible. So he doesn't necessarily have to worry about pressure ever, right? Mm-hmm. So there's different ways to go about it. But for the, the play calling, like schematic type of stuff, they have simplified this offense to the point that it is over simple. It, it, it's like, that's actually not training wheels. It actually is harder where it's like Aaron Rodgers could run this system because he sees through everything. Right. Rodgers notoriously just doesn't want a lot of motion, doesn't want a lot of stuff. He's like, let's line up and play football because I'm better at playing football than they are. Right. And at this point in his career, Sam Howell can't say that. And most quarterbacks can never say that. So do you actually give him more in order to make it easier on him? That is that is the kind of the question that I've had all year and they have not ever been able to take that next step and thus Sam is kind of staying where he's at and the production is falling off because defenses seemingly have known that for weeks
1: yeah and so I think San Fran is like an interesting example because I think there is some truth to what you're saying but also Brock Purdy's playing pretty good football right now yeah, like Brock's he's playing he, great football it's like he's elevating you know, I think 70% of the time Kyle's elevating and then that 30%, he's elevating. Mm-hmm. But I think another example, like to your point, I think that's a good example, but it, there's yeah. I, I can Detroit hear people, to me is my favorite example because Detroit, golf is, yeah. Seattle is doing that Cleveland with Joe Flacco. Like there are teams. And when you watch those games, like what they do in terms of deleveraging, right? Like the term game manager, I think is thrown out like in a negative way, but I think it, it speaks to what you're. What, what this commenter you saying is you got to play nfl quarterback at some point i don't have to play quarter nfl quarterback all the time like when i think about hard situations for quarterbacks it's like we're in the gun it's third and seven i got a deal how do i manage those situations to make them easier and so like you mentioned the kyle example like i think about how they scheme stuff open and how they use play action pass to help guys out so just as an example right hard play action right we talked i mean we talked about this and i think eb did this in the game like there's examples of this but like let's talk about that hard play action pass look right those linebackers step up there's a big void there but how do we ensure that the corner's not going to get in the way right we're going to run debo samuel on a go and he's going to carry and then george kittle's going to run across the formation and be wide open with nobody around him how many times have we watched a highlight of george just wide right. open in space It's
0: George Kittle. Don't you know that he's important cover it, but you can't (laughs)
1: because you're covering everybody else. It's because they've taken time and they've schemed stuff up and they, and Brock Purdy knows that he feels comfortable with it. And so for example, like on that dig to Terry, that's a good, that's a good schemed up touch there. Like that should be an easy completion for Terry, but Sam, and this is something that um, someone I was talking to mentioned to me, and this is something you have to talk to Sam about is you mentioned that he has not been super efficient from a play action pass standpoint. And one of the things I wonder about is how well he can see it from a play-action pass mm-hmm. standpoint. So, like, it, the throw's open. It's there. The window that EB has created with the pen is there. It's just there's a little bit of pressure. He gets a little bit spooked, and the ball's not out. So, even though with the pen you've elevated, you seemingly elevated, the result isn't there. And so, getting back to the leverage thing, it's like how do you find opportunities to 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 just limit those big time moments in the game, like I think Seattle does a great job because they're super efficient at running the football. Right, they've right. Put a lot of tight ends on the field. They're physical. It's it's like this exotic smash smash mouth thing that Detroit does, where they've they're motioning tight ends around, they're moving guys around the formation, they're changing strength all the time, and they're putting defense in a blender. And they're really efficient running the football. Like they've deleveraged Drew Lock, they've deleveraged Geno Smith through that element of the game. It doesn't need to be through the run game. But it is a feature of it, right? I look at look at Matthew Stafford and the LA Rams. Like they rush for, you know, what was it, 125 yards or something like that? It was more than that, yeah. And what they do, man, it's brilliant. It's just like, but th- those little wrinkles in the run game deleverage Matthew Stafford. Like Matthew Stafford can deal. There's no doubt about it. But he doesn't need to deal every single play. Because I don't want to put all my eggs in the quarterback basket, and so even though even though Matthew Stafford's playing some of the best football in the NFL at the quarterback position right now, they Sean McVay understands that hey, we got to take something off of him, and it's not just off of him; it's off the offensive line as well. So I think that's kind of like what we're alluding to here is just there are ways to say to 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 put him in a better spot. You know, like I, I like the example you gave, like where he's riding the bike himself right? But you're right there with them holding the seat. I think that's exactly what you're saying. The training wheels aren't on because we want to run NFL offense. We want to do what we need to do. But I am helping you as much as you need to make sure this thing stays upright and we're going in the right direction
0: right and so but there also does get to a point um in defense of eric um and in you know if you want to call it criticism of sam we're like eventually you got to do it right and this is where um and it might not be even a criticism of sam like i mean this is tavita pritchard's first time as an nfl quarterbacks coach like who knows what kind of how how the process has gone like i'm just naming names to say like we don't know where the the blame actually goes right but from a from a like identifying the process standpoint watching the film standpoint like why aren't Sam's eyes going to that backside safety to double check that he doesn't need to throw the, the go to Terry before getting to the front side concept Did Sam forget that that's what he's supposed to do. Cause he's focused on the front side concept. Do they teach him like, Hey man, just focus on this front side concept. It's too like, we don't want to cloud your brain with that backside safety and you miss an opportunity because that's the way it's coached. Are they not focusing enough on like how he moves his eyes? Like did what, like whatever the, does Sam not have like that global understanding that like, hey, I have to check this first or did he just miss it? Like there's a, like almost an infinite amount of possibilities of why this stuff is happening. But I, I think it's very clear that that there isn't that like really high level understanding. And there's been, I think, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. There's just like a lack of cohesion, I think is the best way to phrase it between Sam and this offense, which is not to blame Sam or the offense. It's just a fact. Like they haven't fit together very well. I think part of that too, is going back to some of the things that he really needed to work on coming into the season, footwork and timing. This is a footwork and timing offense. And you've got a quarterback who like, I watch him take the snap sometimes and he kind of like freezes and then he rushes the drop back. And you're like, that's not how that is supposed to look and you watch jacoby take his drop backs and it's like smoothly catch the snap boom 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 back foot hits ball is out or hitch ball is out but like there is a rhythm to his eyes and his feet and every and the offense and everything is married together and i don't see that cohesion uh to use that word again with sam and the why is i mean it's important for them to know i just think it's kind of impossible for us to know unless you have a. Uh, Unless you've actually unlocked the answers and now I've just rambled far too long. (laughs) Uh, You've been sitting here with the knowledge the whole time.
1: No no no, I think but I do think that that you mentioned the rhythm and timing, like that's a big part of it and that's really hard to coach because it's like a it's like a feel, you know. And and I think in the NFL that rhythm and timing becomes so much more important because everything like you said is kind of operating in such like the margin for error is so small. So if my feet are too fast and I'm waiting to throw, then my clock goes off and the receiver's not even in a, in a point, in a position where he can catch the football. If I'm too slow, The receiver's open, and I'm still holding on to the football. And then I think you know, when you watch Jacoby, just the rhythm that he – like you you mentioned the rhythm. I'm in my drop. There's a rhythm. I'm kind of – I've hitched in the same rhythm as the receivers coming out, right? And it wasn't like Jacoby was perfect. There was one time where he was trying to like work uh, an attack concept and the tight end's over the the ball, and he's trying to hold the hook player by looking at Curtis – and the hook, and the hook player squeezes to Logan, it's not there, and he kind of double clutches to Logan, but gets back to Curtis. Like that's the O-line wins that down for him, you know, because it's mm-hmm. even though his rhythm and timing was off. So I'm not saying like Jacoby was perfect, but sure, that's something that you can tell at the moment. Sam's having a hard time with. And I think the thing that's hard to like in the evaluation of Sam, because that's really what this conversation's about, is there are some things he's struggling with. There are some things all young quarterbacks struggle with. The thing that still gets me excited about Sam is his playmaking ability. Like we just mentioned that he misses the dig, um, you know, with to Terry, but he scrambles for a first down. So even though that's a bad play, like it's like kind of a minus, like he was able to elevate that and keep the offense on the field. Right. There's that, there's the third and 15 where he scrambles for 12 or 13 yards and gets you to a fourth and two. Right. We talked about the mesh concept where you know the back's running wide open and i'm, I'm as a coach i'm a little frustrated with that because of how i've yeah, set the, that the fourth play.
0: down that he winds up scrambling converts to terry jonathan williams is buck naked open just and, so open for a touchdown on a wheel route but he makes a ridiculous play to terry to convert a fourth down how mad can you be
1: yeah and so i think like what i would say is if i'm coaching this i'm like good job making the play but just remember in this look with the back offset to your right and 53 in the A gap, and they're in man coverage here because you can tell it's man coverage. He has to cover him. He has to cover him. So when he doesn't leave with the back, I'm alerting that in my mind, right? Because that's the person that's going to match him. And so he's trying to hold a disguise. They don't get it communicated. It's essentially a coverage bust, right? Because as that linebacker is trying to late get to match the back, he gets picked by Logan Thomas, he gets picked by Curtis Samuel, and he's wide open. So as a coach, I'm saying, hey, man, great job making this play, but I think you made it a little too hard on yourself. Just pre-snap, like what's your pre-snap read? And I, and I I think this is something that's really hard. The pre-snap stuff now in the NFL is harder than ever. Like, you know, even in me talking about the coverages, I'm like, looks like six, could be man, yeah, maybe a you match. you sent me your notes.
0: There's a lot of question marks on the yeah. coverage. And that's what like, happens with zone match. And yeah. Like Raheem Morris is one of the best guys in the league at, at coaching this stuff up, the Rams defensive coordinator. And it looks messy because it starts as one thing and kind of morphs into something else. It's really hard, which makes the rules of like, if it's six throw here, if it's three throw here, right. you don't know what it is. And that, you know, uh, I would, again, if, and anybody who's newer to the podcast, if you want to hear more about this, go back to the summer in our archive and, uh, or just search the the Matt Ryan podcast. Cause Matt talked about this of how hard it became by the end of his career to read coverage and you kind of had to start reading space and there were times right. that he made great plays having no idea what coverage you just threw into
1: yeah and I think that's the thing that that gets me is like can you ensure the space as a coordinator right to help him out right I think it's what we're ultimately getting at is can you help yeah. him with that process as opposed to just being like hey man we're gonna pre-snap read this and you're gonna have to figure it out um, but I, I, and so there, so back to the same thing, there are those plays that the touchdown I think is, is a great play design. You know, the one to it's, is it to Curtis? It's
0: uh, Curtis. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a great play design. It's, it's curl, you know, so you're going to run out, you're going to run like a curl route. Everyone knows a curl button hook. Maybe some people call it 12 yeah. yards sit the cover three player is going to attach to that. You're going to inside stem and you're going to run a deep corner and you're running a corner on a, on a safety. And it's wide open, and I and I love that play. I, it's it's a great play call, great situation, great understanding by EB. But talk about ensuring space. Like the set, it's an easy read. Like second that guy attaches to the to the to the button hook to the curl, I'm gonna throw. I know I'm throwing the pylon. Like there's nobody out there to cover it. So I just love that opportunity. And again, Sam does that stuff pretty consistently. But there were times definitely where you're like, he doesn't know the coverage. He's a little bit rattled. He's leaving clean pockets. Like. And that's the thing that you're dealing with because I do think you see the potential. And I think, you know, we always make the Jalen Hurts comparison. There were times watching Jalen Hurts where I thought this is a non-tenable solution. It's a non-tenable solution for him playing NFL quarterback. He's throwing three picks, nothing's on schedule, he's running into sacks, but he got better. And I think you've seen enough of Sam being Sam in terms of arm talent, because like his arm talent, in my opinion, is way better than Jalen Hurts. His release is way better. And you've seen the competitive moxie that he brings. So, you know, year two development. And so that's where, like, everyone talks about, oh, do we need to draft a quarterback? Do we need to make a move for agency? I think you're probably okay. This game doesn't, after watching the All-22, doesn't get me off of him just yet. I think there's enough there. But I think it's kind of to your point. It's like, how do you, how does... He needs a much
0: more quarterback-friendly system and environment, right? It's not just a system. It's not just a coordinator thing. It's like, he needs an elite offensive line. He probably needs a... Great tight end to throw to, like those things yeah. helped Jalen as much as anything.
1: Well, I think you know, even looking at Drew Locke like watch that game last night, and like in the crunch time, it's like I've got guys that are better than your guys, and we're gonna win. Like DK Metcalf's gonna make a great play here, and I, you know, we got uh, Jackson Smith and Jigwa making a huge play, winning a man-to-man situation, and I think Terry has that ability. I think Jahan's got, uh, had that ability, but you know, maximizing those guys in this offense is also something, you know, you'd like to to see a little bit more of and or maybe featuring them a little bit more. Cause I think the offense has given them opportunities and it Sam has not always hit on those opportunities. And again, that's in every offense. That's not just this offense with Sam. Like that happens frequently. It's the quarterbacks miss stuff. They're not on the same page with the receivers. It is a new offense. But um but yeah, so I think like it hasn't gotten me off him yet. But I I do think it shows you that he is a he's a work in progress. He's a developmental piece. And um again like I think he's got he's got it but it's you're gonna have to deal with some growing pains with it
0: yeah the the one thing I will say uh, or one of the things that Jalen has on Sam is accuracy he he was one of the most accurate quarterbacks in in the country in college at both Alabama and at Oklahoma and he carried that you know what's not always going the right place you know whatever but his his accuracy has always been a huge boon for him and Sam, that has been an issue at times. So I think the footwork, the accuracy, are, are two of the biggest questions about Howell coming out of college. Those things are still question marks right now. He's still a young player. He's growing, um, and we'll see based off how he performs in these final three games and what the next regime wants to do, whether that's enough to, to be the quarterback in 2024. Um, anything else on the offense we want to get to before we, we quickly buzz through the defense?
1: No, I mean, unless there's other plays you want to go over, but I think that's good. Uh, no.
0: I mean, we can we can talk later in the week about the offensive line and some of that kind of stuff. Um, but I think that was the the most thirty minutes of quarterback talk is uh, exactly what the people ordered uh, here on on the film review pod.